Here's the podcast of highlights from the Q102 Morning Show with Tim and Laura. We started the morning just a little bit ago with Mary Ellen looking out the window. There's a lake right outside the window. And Tim usually in the eight o'clock hour gives us the bird report. If there's loons, if there's, you know, pelicans, seagulls. And you started by saying Mm -hmm. there's something strange floating in the lake. And I probably watched too many datelines because right away I go to, oh, my God, is it a dead body? Oh, you like, no, (laughs) you would think the worst. (laughs) I don't know. So then my next guess was. Loch Ness Monster, to which you said, let me send you a picture of what this is. So I'm seeing it, but it looks like that should just be a permanent, like, little island in the lake. You're telling me that's not normally there. No, normally there's not anything. And I feel like this thing almost looks like it's floating towards me. Wait a minute. So I actually left the building, went outside, took a picture to send it to you. (laughs) But that didn't give you the proper perspective. That was more of like, this is outside the building, what you see. So then I just took one from the window and it's like this thing is drifting towards me and kind of staring me down. And I asked Bill Dean from across the hall in KWLM, what is that called? He said, it's a bog. Have you heard of a bog before? A bog. I mean, I, I've heard of that word, but I thought that was just a type of a swampy area, not so much like floating in another lake. I thought it was its own thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. That's what he called it. It's just like a a chunk of something that has floated its way to sitting in front of the studio. And who knows where it will be by the end of the show. Maybe we should maybe set up a live cam. Well, we do have our weather cam. I wonder if that's picking that up. that would take it. Oh, to me. And I mean, I'm not I'm just seeing it from your picture. But to me, it looks like this clump of of land with a bunch of cattails growing on it almost it's making its way across, across the way, <laughs> okay apparently. so it's not a dead body and it's not a Loch Ness monster so at least we've got that going no for us. we're safe we're safe there <laughs> and now I am curious I'm pulling up our weather cam because you know we have one set up oh no on the website yeah yep it's it not got, gonna no it doesn't quite capture <sighs> the darn well, we'll maybe have to move the direction of that cam so we can all track the progress of this exciting thing for your Monday morning. There's got to be something better than that. I, the northern yeah. lights were out again last night. Did you did you see anything? I, I didn't. I didn't even know. I, uh, I rely on Tim to tell me all the sky things, and he did not mention it. So okay. This time I knew, but I didn't get up to check. I was too busy watching our Minnesota Timberwolves come back and win. We're going to be talking more about that. Tim and Laura on the Q102 Morning Show. Mary Ellen watched the Timberwolves win in overtime last night in game four of the NBA playoffs. And if you stayed up late, you're probably feeling a little little bit like you played last night, like that alarm rang a little too early. But this keeps them alive. Minnesota avoided the four-game sweep and cut the Nuggets series lead to three games to one with that 114-108 to overtime win last night. The series shifts back now to Mile High City for game five tomorrow. Now, will you be staying up late tomorrow to watch? You almost have to. You are the good luck charm, Mary Ellen. Yeah, I'm I'm on it. I'll take care of it for the team. Anthony Edwards, wow, that guy is amazing. He had 34 points last night, Laura. For the past three games in this series, he scored over 30 points. He is amazing. He had this huge three-point shot in the final minute over overtime. He just keeps Were it exciting. Uh, no, yeah. I didn't scream, but I'm, I do like they're chanting in the audience, let's go, Wolves. And I'm in my living room <laughs> chanting that. And the defense... 
deep and my family's just looking at me like, oh, we're not at the game. You realize we're in our living room, right? (laughs) At least your family was up watching instead of trying to sleep. Like, mom, what are you yelling? (laughs) Oh, Anthony Edwards is amazing. And my daughter said, how old do you think he is? And I looked at him. I thought, well, he's probably like 30. She just laughs at me. He's 21 years old. So How young. can you be that good He's and so be good. 21? Yeah. Wow. Tim Burns and Laura McKenna, the Q102 Morning Show. I didn't know if you had heard about this living in Wisconsin right now. The strange encounter with a bobcat in a vehicle. Like no. a, the animal, not like a bobcat equipment. But right, right, right. No. Yeah. I mean, I know that we have wild animals, but I, I always think of them as like, oh, they don't live here, though. They live other places, but I mean, they're they're all around if there's wooded areas, right? Right. So this guy driving along on the interstate, just doing his thing, and then feels like he kind of hits something. Something runs out in front of him and pulls over to stop to see what it's all about and discovers a bobcat is now lodged in his grill of his car. Like it is stuck inside the grill of the car. But still alive. Still alive. So this animal is in the front of his car. Can you imagine being the dispatcher, getting the call (laughs) Um, excuse me, I'm out here on whatever road and there's a bobcat in my... Yeah, I'm sure you don't go, like normally when I see other people's cats or kittens, oh, here, kitty, kitty. I'm sure you don't do the same thing with a bobcat, right? Like, oh, come here, bobcat, come here. Terrified. So they get there and the, they show up and the deputies are not exactly quite sure how to handle this. So they get the DNR to come in with them and help them out. And the warden, he was like on it. He's there. He's gloved. He's got some big, long to me. It just looked like a big, long stick, but obviously it was probably stronger than that. And he's got yeah. the back tailgate of his pickup truck open. And then he's kind of like trying to get towards the bobcat, puts the big, long stick out. The bobcat appears to like bite onto it jumps up in the air probably six feet high or more just i'm watching as you're talking i'm watching the video i pulled it up you can just search like wisconsin bobcat Bobcat. rescue yeah it's like acrobatic did the bobcat get hurt because it looks like it's fine it it was completely fine so the bobcat flies up and then the warden kind of like i don't know how fast that all happened it flings it but not harming it but into the back of the vehicle and then Pops up the back of the truck and has him in there safely within a matter of seconds. Can you imagine if you and I were on the scene trying to? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's almost like he's handled Bobcat rescues before, which I'm sure he did. Imagine all of those officers. They get home, you know, after their shift and they go, you're never going to believe this. Yeah. But I had to rescue a Bobcat out of the front grill of a car today. That and, was. And their family's like. No, you didn't. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It's crazy if you haven't had a chance. Yeah, like Laura said, just Google Wisconsin Bobcat car and it'll it'll come up. The great news is the Bobcat was not hurt, which is amazing because the, I'm sure the car had to be traveling at a decent rate of speed and uh, was able to be released back into the wild. So a happy ending to that wow situation in Wisconsin. Yeah, and I looked up where that happened, and it was Portage County, and I thought, okay, why do I know? That sounds familiar. I used to live there before oh. I moved to Green Bay, so I worked at a radio station for a couple of years there, and there's some, you know, more, I guess, country areas and wooded areas, but there's a lot of towns through there, too, so knowing that a bobcat could just wander into your backyard, I'm sure they're hoping that it stays wherever they dropped it off. Yeah. And since we're talking about all these weird, unique things, the bog is totally gone from my view. 
and there's oh, a no. fog across Foot Lake. There's your update. Maybe, good thing you captured it so that you didn't think it was just a figment of your imagination. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't believe me. So tired this morning. Tim and Laura on the Q102 Morning Show. Mary Ellen is in for Tim today, and we are talking bucket list today. What is it, National Cross Something Off Your Bucket List or National Bucket List Day or something like that? Yep, today's the day where you're you're thinking about those things that you want to experience or accomplish before you pass away and kind of kick the bucket, right? So that's where the, the bucket list came, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I like to set the bar very low. <laughs> I don't look to achieve anything, and then I can never I go, oh, man, I really never lived a good life. I, <laughs> I just set the bar real low. I know. I take that back. I don't know that I have any of these like touristy attractions on my list. I have a friend right now who is in Europe, and she was posting pictures of Stonehenge and Big Ben, and I thought, I mean, those are nice, but I don't. I don't know that I really want to ever travel to sit like the Eiffel Tower I know is on people's bucket list. Yeah, it's okay. But years ago, I said, I think it would be fun to do a commencement address at a college, you know, during college graduation or high school graduation. I said, I think that would be fun. And my co-host at the time said, nobody is going to ask you to do that. <laughs> well, turns out there was uh, Rasmussen College was listening and they said, oh, would you like to come and be our commencement address speaker? I said, well, yes, I would. And I, I think it was in 2015. 15 or 2016. But then as I was preparing the speech, I was kind of getting a little nervous. I was like, oh, well, this is kind of, I mean, that's a lot of pressure, yeah. a lot of weight on your shoulders to instill in the graduating class the, you know, some humor and some life lessons. And, you, you know, you don't want to be bad at it. And so I would never been asked to give another commencement address, but I think it was just because it was like, no, one and done. You can't beat that. So okay. we, we can't even what, try. <laughs> that's what it was. I, that's what it was. Sure. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a local school around here that's still looking for a commencement speaker. Would you try it again if you were? I mean, I would definitely, I would do it again. And I, I should go back and dig up my speech and see, because I had a couple different things to, you know, some parting words as they were getting that diploma and heading out into the world to remember. And for the life of me, I can't remember what those are, but I should go grab the speech to see. They were memorable. Well, I think you should dig dig for that because that would be fun because maybe yet this week you could share some of those words of wisdom with all of us as we get closer. And I mean, in the next couple of weeks, these graduations are starting to happen. Put that on your list, Laura. I'll have to dig that up. I have have that somewhere. Tim Burns and Laura McKenna, the Q102 Morning Show. You heard about another animal and that took a trip or something or what's the... Yeah. So when when you first started, you said, did you hear about the animal that was stuck in the, the grill? And I thought you were talking about in Missouri, in Kansas City, a small puppy was rescued out of a car engine after it traveled for like 30 miles inside the car. All is safe and well with the puppy. But they were talking to the car owner, Ashley, and then her coworker, Dennis, who helped to kind of get the the puppy out once she arrived at work. Okay, we got to hear about this. Someone thinks there's a dog in your car. And I'm like, in my car? So um, I come outside. I, you know, rush in to unlock the car, pop the hood. And we look for a few seconds. And sure enough, there are just two little eyeballs just looking up at us. The dog was in a really tight spot. And we were able to just take the under trim off and get her free. I cried instantly. And the little puppy is back home with mom. She went on a 30-minute commute with me to work. And I didn't even know it. It's one of those stories that it's, unless you have a video, I don't know if anyone would ever believe it. Oh, my. My word. I, I love how the coworker Dennis is like, all you have to do is just, you know, take the under trim <laughs> off and no big thing. I'd be like, ah, how do we get this puppy out? I guess it was reunited with its owner, so it's safe and sound. But I've heard and I 
park my car in the garage, but I've heard that if you park outside, especially during the winter, that you should kind of tap on the hood before you start the engine, just in case a squirrel or a cat or something kind of got up into that engine area to keep warm. But I'm sure this lady did not count on a little puppy being in her engine that morning. No, and I bet there's probably more stories like this. Maybe someone listening right now has experienced something like this. So we always love to hear from you, your stories. So go ahead, call or text 320-235-1025. Did you see that text that came in from Shane? Shane said back in the 90s that his dad had a baby duck that was almost four inches tall ride on the suspension of his Dodge pickup truck from Granite Falls to Sacred Heart. And they were trying to figure out what the chirping noise was. And all of a sudden it jumped out once the truck stopped and just kind of was walking around. And they said they brought it back and released it back into the wild. But can you imagine, Mama Duck, I'm sure when that baby arrived back in Granite Falls was probably like, I told you to stay in line with your brother and sister ducklings (laughs) and you had to go get in that pickup. (laughs) Well, I was just looking it up. Okay, how many miles from Granite Falls to Sacred Heart? That's 12 miles. That's like a 10 minute trip. And imagine going full speed, I'm sure. Wow. That and underneath a pickup, like, you know what a pickup truck sounds like just driving down the road. So underneath had to be so loud, but that duck was hanging on. He was joyriding. <laughs> yeah. Shane, thank you so much for sharing that story. I would not have imagined that a situation <laughs> happening. If- Tim and Laura on the Q102 Morning Show. I can't believe we are now like two hours into the show. And you have not said one thing yet about Ryan Reynolds' soccer team being now officially like upgraded into like the next level of pro British soccer. I don't, I don't really know soccer that much, but you are watching the Wrexham show, right? Right. Well, welcome to Wrexham. I watched the first season of that, which came out in August of 2022, and it was behind the scenes. And they were showing like how they decided to become owners of this team. And this team was not very good and the challenges. And what I loved about it was not only seeing Ryan Reynolds sharing about that, but the getting to know the fans and the players. And they were doing these kind of spotlights on these people who have followed this team for years. So that what sucked me right in. And I've been seeing clips on social media, but trying not to get too deep into it because I'm figuring, well, I want to watch season two when all this comes out. So that's oh, yeah. why. I, so it's definitely yeah. going to be included. Well, I won't spoil this for you, but Ryan Reynolds said that afterward he blacked out due to excitement. He said, I'm not sure I can process what happened last night. I'm a little speechless. And if you go back two years ago, so him and his friend Rob, and I, I have no idea how to say his last name, and I know that. Was oh, a, that's a, so funny. <laughs> Like running like, here's how to pronounce Rob's last name, but I'm not even going to try. But they bought the Wrexham soccer team two years ago for like 2.5 million. Mm-hmm. And I guess that it, I don't understand how you achieve different levels of soccer, but there's, I'm sure it's like, you think of like baseball here, like there's major league baseball and then all the different minor leagues. And so Ryan Reynolds soccer team now has advanced to the next level that they can participate in like other levels of higher competition or something like that. So they no. must have really stepped their game up and they must be really good. Yeah. They got some good, they, they added some players to their team. They were invested in the team. Rob and Ryan were showing up and hanging out with the people around Wrexham area and kind of like everyone's just enamored with them and but wondering like, okay, are, are these celebrities really going to do what they say they're going to do? And they have. They've they've invested and I think didn't he buy a home in the area now too? I think they're taking it pretty seriously. So yeah. it's fun. It's a good story. I think if you haven't watched it, it would be a good time to start watching. Add that to your list. Welcome to Wrexham. You could watch the first season. 
So you're all caught up, got the background info for when season two hits the airwaves. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're not going to. You're sucked like Tim. No, this I is like Tim. I do not have time to get sucked into one more show. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when we told Tim to watch This Is Us. We knew it was never going to happen because, yeah, the, the look he gave us, you just gave me that same look. All right, Laura. I guess if I had a soccer background, I know soccer has been more and more popular with kids and like starting them really, really young into soccer. We never had that back in my day. So I don't understand what's going on on the field during a soccer game or anything. But I do think this is interesting. So it to kind of make the comparison to United States sports, the draft is coming up on Thursday. And so the worse a team did in the their NFL season last year, the the better they get draft picks. Like they're you're almost rewarded then in your draft for doing bad, trying to even out the playing field. But with the system in soccer, it incentivizes competition through the year. So the better you do, the mm. more you advance. And I guess that stands to reason too. So yeah, good for Ryan Reynolds. I could picture him with a little clipboard and a whistle out there telling <laughs> people how to play soccer, even if he didn't know I'd listen to him. Yeah, they look like they're having so much fun. Okay, Nate just sent us a message through Facebook and and said there is a song about how to pronounce Rob's name <laughs> produced by Ryan Reynolds and he says it's great but not for the air which we are on because I actually sent that to Laura <laughs> yeah. earlier this morning and we've it's been cute. yeah it's very but cute but definitely <laughs> not something we'll be airing just because you know Ryan Reynolds he likes to add a few words that might not go okay on the air here so yeah. all right I'm gonna try it Ryan Reynolds and Rob Mac 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 no, we had it. Now you've totally got me goofed up. We were saying it correct before we started this whole conversation. All right, we'll work on that. We'll come back with that and stay tuned. We'll see if we can <laughs> we can say it correctly on the McKenna-nally. way. Oh, stop. Mechanelli. Stop. You're making <laughs> no. it worse. You're making it worse. McElhenney. Can you say it now? Now, now he threw his McElhenney. McElhenney. Yep. Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds. You almost have to sing it to say it. Rob (laughs) McElhenney. I wonder how many people will do that now. That's so great. All right. Thanks, Nate, for getting in touch this morning. Tim and Laura on the Q102 Morning Show. There's an important thing coming up May 21st, which is a Sunday, especially for people who have this name that starts with K. And it's actually a name of someone we used to work with. Can you think of any? Kyle that I met when I first (laughs) started on their show. Yeah. And yeah, so there's a, a, what is it, a Kyle, like calling all Kyles? Yes. A little memo going out to all the Kyles. If you know a Kyle, you might want to let them know, hey, what do you have going on on the 21st of May? Uh Uh-huh. Here's why. Because there's a town called Kyle, Texas, and they want to set the Guinness World Record for the largest gathering of people with the same name. That sounds fun. It's going to be 4 o'clock on Sunday, May 21st at Lake Kyle Park, of course, and that's just a half hour south of Austin to kind of give you a reference point of where it might be in Texas. It's free. This is the fourth time that they have attempted to break the world record. So you're wondering, how many will it take to break the world record? Well, apparently there were more than 2,300 Ivans that came to a (laughs) gathering in Eastern Europe in 2017, and they currently hold the record. So the Ivans better watch out because I think the Kyles could definitely come up with more than 2,300, don't you think? 
I would think so. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, I know there's a lot of places in Texas to cross off like your bucket list, like the river walk and the Alamo and things like that. So you could turn it into a whole, whole thing of crossing things off the bucket list, mm-hmm. cross off the Kyle convention. Yeah. So I think our Kyle that used to do the show yeah. does a lot of traveling. So this is like right up his alley. He's probably got, I've been watching his adventures on Facebook. He's still going around taking all the great pictures with different statues and fun things across the country. So I bet he's on this already. He could probably be part. Hopefully they will break the record. Now, have you heard of any Laura gatherings? I have Mm -hmm. not. I don't know that that's as popular of a name as, say, a Kyle or an Ivan in Ireland. What about Mary Ellen? (laughs) Mary Ellen's. Yeah. I don't know if there are. There might be Mary or if there are Mary Ellen ones, they're probably spelled differently than mine. I'd be the only Mary Ellen there probably with my names. I've never met another Mary Ellen with it spelled like mine. Spelled the same. Yeah. All right. Put it out there. See, I there could, has to be, right? And you could start. There's going to be a gathering of three Mary Ellen's spelled the way you do in Wilmer, Minnesota. I would love that. I would love to meet another Mary Ellen spelled M-A-R-Y, capital E-L-I-N, no space in between. You think you can find me one of those? Send them my way. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll work on that for the next Guinness record. The Q102 Morning Show Podcast. Join Tim and Laura weekdays from 6 to 9.